Section 6 of the Science History of the Universe, Volume 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria James. The Science History of the Universe, Volume 8. Edited by Francis Rolt Wheeler. Part 1. Pure Mathematics. Chapter 3. Powers of Numbers. Part 2. The most elaborate calculating machine ever attempted was designed by Charles Babbage, 1791-1871, on which he expended a private fortune of over $100,000, and toward which the British government contributed $80,000 and a fireproof building for its construction. While the machine was never completed, the work on it left an indelible stamp on British artisanship. The most successful machine was constructed by George and Edward Scheutz, who were inspired by the attempt of Babbage. This machine, which computes and prints logarithmic and other tables, finally came into the possession of the Dudley Observatory at Albany, New York. The last few years have seen a great advance in the art of constructing computing machines for purely commercial purposes. The inverse process of involution is evolution, the problem of which is to determine one of a given number of equal factors when their product alone is given. The factors so found are called square root, cube root, fourth root, etc., depending upon the number of factors involved. The square root of 4 is 2, the cube root of 27 is 3. The simplest method of extracting a root is to divide the number by its lowest prime factor and continue the process. It may be illustrated by finding the cube root of 216. Since there are three factors 2 and three factors 3, there are three factors 2 times 3 or 6, or the cube root of 216 is 6. 216 divided by 2 is 108. 108 divided by 2 is 54. 54 divided by 3 is 27. 27 divided by 3 is 9. 9 divided by 3 is 3. The symbol of evolution is square root sign, an abbreviation R for root, followed by the vinculum. A figure is placed above the V of the square root to indicate the root taken, except in the case of square root when it is usually omitted. The ordinary algorithm or scheme for finding square root is given in a paraphrase of the work of Theon of Smyrna, who flourished about 139 AD. Quote, we learn the process from Euclid 2.4, where it is stated, If a straight line be divided by any point, the square on the whole line is equal to the squares of both parts, together with twice the oblong which may be found from those segments. So, with a number like 144, we take a lesser square, say 100, of which the root is 10. We multiply 10 by 2, because in the remaining gnomon, A, B, C, D, E, F, there are two oblongs, and divide 44 by 20. The remainder 4 is the square of A, B, or 2. Figure 28, disk diagram of Leibniz's calculating machine. Cube root is found in a similar manner, based on the cube instead of the square. Thus, the cube on the sum of two lines, A and B, is equal to the cubes on A and B and three flat figures A on two edges and B on the third. 
together with three oblong figures B on each of two edges and A on the third. This is expressed by a formula. Open parentheses A plus B close parentheses cubed is equal to A cubed plus 3A squared B plus 3AB squared plus B cubed. Figure 29, illustration of cube root trenchants arithmetic 1566. That evolution does not always result in a number of our system a fraction, which will now be called a rational number, is seen if one attempts to find the square root of 2. This may be done with any degree of approximation by annexing ciphers on the right of unit's column, resulting in an endless decimal, 1.1412 dot 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 dot. That this number cannot be expressed as a fraction is proved in Euclid's Elements of Geometry, although the proof is attributed to some commentator. Suppose the square root of 2 is equal to m over n, where m and n represent the numerator and denominator of a fraction and have no common factor. Then multiplying this equation by itself, member by member, 2 equals m squared over n squared, which says that m squared is divisible by n squared, which cannot be, since m and n have no common factor. In a square side 1, the diagonal is represented by the square root of 2. It is proved in Euclid 1, 47, that the square of AC is equal to the sum of the squares on BC and AB. The square on AB is 1, on BC 1, and the sum of these is 2. The square on AC is 2, then AC is the square root of 2. If AC and AB have a common measure, that is, if a third line exists, which is contained a whole number of times in AB and AC, the square root of 2 divided by 1 would be represented by the quotient of two whole numbers as m over n, which is shown above to be impossible. If AB is taken as this third line, it is contained in itself once, and in AC more than once and not twice, or the ratio of these two numbers, m over n, is less than 2 and more than 1. This may be put in the form 1 is less than m over n is less than 2. If 1 tenth of AB is taken, there results 1.4 is less than m over n is less than 1.5. If 1 tenth of this is used, 1.41 is less than m over n is less than 1.42. Continuing, 1.414 is less than m over n is less than 1.415. 1.4142 is less than m over n is less than 1.4143, and so on indefinitely. These two lines are said to be incommensurable, that is, they have no common measure. Euclid does not treat of incommensurables as such, as his mode of representing numbers by lines, which will be spoken of later, and the peculiar device used by him in dealing with ratios avoided the difficulty. Theodorus, circa 400 BC, showed that the lines represented by the square roots of 3, 5, 7, 8, 10, 
11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 17 are incommensurable with the unit line. Going back to the number system following division, it was found to be representable by a series of dots, between any two of which existed a third dot, yet the dots do not form a continuous line. If one chooses as the side of the above square the distance from dot O to dot 1, and then lays off AC from 0, the end C will give a dot which is not found in the system of rationals. The final widening of the number system, so far as arithmetic is concerned, takes place here when such expressions as the square root of 2, the square root of 3, pi, or the ratio of the circumference to the diameter of a circle, equals 3.14159 dot 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 e, the base of the Napierian system of logarithms are called numbers, although none of them is representable fully by any number of orders in the Hindu notation. Such numbers are called irrationals, and are divided into two classes, surds, which are expressible by a combination of root signs, and transcendentals, which are not as pi and e. A transcendental is sometimes defined as a number which is not the root of any algebraic equation, with positive integral exponents and rational coefficients. Irrationals were discovered by the Pythagoreans. The following story is told concerning irrationals. Quote, it is said that the man who first made the theory of irrationals public died in a shipwreck because the unspeakable and invisible should always be kept secret, and that he who by chance first touched and uncovered this symbol of life was removed to the origin of things, where the eternal waves wash around him. Close quote. Such is the reverence in which these men held the theory of irrational quantities. Greek arithmetic, the science of numbers as distinguished from logistic or calculation, has its beginnings with Pythagoras, circa 569 to 500 BC, who founded a brotherhood holding common philosophical beliefs which were based on mathematics. The Pythagoreans did not commit their work to writing and held it secret from those outside their own circle, and the glory of any discovery was given to Pythagoras himself as the founder of the school. The properties of numbers studied by the Pythagoreans may be classed under four heads which give rise to four types of numbers. Polygonal numbers, or those numbers which, if indicated by dots, can be arranged in polygons or regular figures. Factors of numbers, numbers forming a proportion. And numbers in series. Figure 30, gnomon. Figure 31, triangular numbers. All numbers, whole, are divided into two classes, even and odd. The odd numbers, 1357, are called gnomons, that is, an odd number is always the difference between two square numbers, and can therefore be represented by the figure which remains when a square is cut from the corner of a larger square. Thus, in the figure 36 is a square number, since it can be arranged in the form of a square with six dots on a side. The lower right-hand square, 16, is taken from 36, and there remains the gnomon, 20. The product of two numbers is said to be plane, and if the number cannot be represented by a square, it is called oblong. 
Triangular numbers are those which can be arranged in the form of a triangle. In the triangular number 10, one side of the triangle is 4. The following passage from Lucian, given by Ball, has reference to this fact. A merchant asks Pythagoras what he can teach him. The following conversation ensues. Pythagoras, I will teach you how to count. Merchant, I know that already. Pythagoras, how do you count? Merchant, one, two, three, four. Pythagoras, stop. What you take to be four is ten, a perfect triangle, and our symbol. It may be said that the whole treatment of numbers by the Greeks through the time of Euclid was geometrical. The ease with which numbers could be represented by lines led to a habitual linear symbolism such as is used by Euclid, circa 300 BC, where the 2nd, 7th, 8th, and 9th, and 10th books either deal with magnitudes, which include lines as well as numbers, or numbers themselves, which are represented by lines. The first proposition of the 7th book of Euclid is taken from T.L. Heath's Euclid, volume 2, page 296, the most valuable commentary that has appeared in English. Quote, Two unequal numbers being set out, and the less being continually subtracted in turn from the greater, if the number which is left never measures the one before it, until a unit is left, the original numbers will be prime to one another, that is, will contain no common factor. For the less of two unequal numbers AB, CD being continually subtracted from the greater, let the number which is left never measure the one before it until a unit is left. I say that A, B, C, D are prime to one another, that is, that an unit alone measures A, B, C, D. For, if A, B, C, D are not prime to one another, some number will measure them. Let a number measure them, and let it be E, let C, D measuring B, F leave F, A less than itself, let AF measuring DG leave GC less than itself, and let GC measuring FH leave a unit HA. Since then, E measures CD and CD measures BF, therefore E measures BF. But it also measures the whole BA and therefore will also measure the remainder AF. But AF measures DG and therefore E also measures DG but it also measures the whole DC, therefore it will also measure the remainder CG. But CG measures FH, therefore E also measures FH. But it also measures the whole FA, therefore it will also measure the remainder, the unit AH, though it is a number, which is impossible. Therefore, no number will measure the numbers ABCD, therefore ABCD are prime to one another. This theorem leads to the usual method of determining the largest number which is a common factor of two given numbers. The smallest is divided into the larger, the remainder from this division into the former divisor. The final remainder, which is contained without a remainder, is the largest common divisor. If this last divisor is unity, the numbers are said to be prime to each other. Figure 32, Albert Durer's engraving melancholy, showing magic squares. With the Greeks has found much mysticism imbibed from the Egyptians. 
the Pythagoreans sought the origin of all things in number. One is the essence of all things. Four is the symbol of perfection corresponding to the human soul. Five is the cause of color. Six of cold. Seven of mind, health, and light. Eight of love and friendship. A perfect number is equal to the sum of its factors. 28 equals 1 plus 2 plus 4 plus 7 plus 14. Other numbers are excessive or defective. Amicable numbers are those each of which is equal to the sum of the factors of the other, as 222 equals 1 plus 2 plus 4 plus 71 plus 142, and 284 equals 1 plus 2 plus 4 plus 5 plus 10 plus 11 plus 20 plus 22 plus 45 plus 55 plus 110. To Eratosthenes is due a method of picking out prime numbers, numbers which have no factors except the number itself and unity. The even numbers, except two, contain no primes. All the others, as far as one wished to go, were written upon a papyrus. Every third number contains three as a factor and was cut out of the papyrus, so with every fifth, seventh, and so forth. The remaining numbers on the papyrus are prime. The papyrus with the holes where the numbers were cut out was called Eratosthenes' sieve. The last important Greek writer on arithmetic was Diophantus of Alexandria, who flourished about 150 BC. His work will be mentioned in connection with algebra. One of the famous theorems in the theory of numbers, due to Fermat, contains the number of primes contained in the form fn equals 2 to the 2n power plus 1, where n is any number. Fermat believed that every value of n gives a prime, and showed this for n equals 0, 1, 2, 3, 4. Euler, in 1732, found that for n equals 5, the number has a factor 641. Factors have been found for each of the following values of n. 6, 7, 9, 11, 12, 18, 23, 36, 38. Firma asserted without proof that n sub n plus y to the nth power equals z sub n is unsolvable except in certain self-evident cases. Mathematicians have not as yet been able to prove or disprove this statement. Dedekind's view of the irrational as a schnitt or cut may be given in his own words, quote, If all points of the straight line fall into two classes, such that every point of the first class lies to the left of every point of the second class, then there exists one and only one point which produces this division of all points into two classes, this severing of the straight line into two portions. Close quote. If the point represents a rational number, well and good, if not, the exists posits such a point, and it is said to represent an irrational number. Figure 33, the nine sections of a magic cure, Andrews. Figure 34, closed knight's tour, magic square, Fonsalides. Figure 35, Euler's magic square. The formation of magic squares, which reveal the wondrous symmetry of numbers, has had a fascination for mathematicians of all lands. The earliest record of a magic square is found in Chinese literature of about 1125 AD. 
Chinese Philosophy by Dr. Paul Karras, quoted by W.S. Andrews. The Woodcut by Albert Dürer contains the first magic square found in the Christian Occident. Successive numbers, beginning with one, are to be so placed in a square array that the sum of each column, the sum of each row, and the sum of each diagonal shall be the same. A curious form of the magic square was worked out by a Moravian, Benzaledes, in which the numbers, in addition to having the arrangement of a magic square, follow the knight on a chessboard, one square forward and one square diagonally. Figure 34. Magic cubes have also been constructed in which the numbers are arranged in cubical array. An unsolved problem found among Euler's papers is to place a number in each of the 16 squares, A, B, C, and so on, such that the sum of the squares of the numbers shall fulfill the conditions of a magic square, and, in addition, the products of the numbers taken horizontally two at a time, and also vertically two at a time, shall be the same. Euler stated that he had found a general means of solution which is not given. The particular case here given was found in the papers he left. Figure 35. End of section 6.